I don't know nobody but about three folks up in here. I know him, know him. And where's the first lady? She comes by. I ask her, who, who you belong to? I, I'm, I'm, I'm Pastor Vernell. Uh, 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 I said, Vernell, wait, what Vernell do I know? Yeah, Warren in Stockton. I'm his daughter. I said, okay, that. But why are you here? She said, oh, I'm married to Marcus. Then it, she more than just uh, a Warren, but she's a small too. And being the first lady, she's, she's to be honored. We praise the Lord. We bring greetings from uh, two churches. Uh, the church where my wife pastors uh, is Grant Chapel African Methodist Episcopal Church uh, in Wichita. And uh, the second week there, six years ago, and in the Methodist Church, you get moved all the time. You know, the bishop's got to, you know, got to move you. It doesn't make sense sometimes, but they still move you. And uh, they moved us from Cheyenne, Wyoming to to Wichita and Pastor Corita. We call her Pastor Corita, but she just received over a year ago an earned doctoral degree from San Francisco Theological Seminary. And give her a hand. She deserves it. And if you have been watching incidents of the past two weeks, she's been on CNN and other places. And I'll tell you that as we shared it this morning. Uh, but we got there, and uh, she made the mistake of telling the church that they are being blessed. They have two for the price of one. Preacher man, preacher woman. And, of course, the church got really excited then. But the second Sunday there, because we was commuting from Cheyenne, Wyoming for about a month, second Sunday there, I had to make an announcement. In the AME church, spouses joined the church within the first couple of weeks, uh, whether it be the first lady or the first man, the first gentleman, you join, officially join, become a member. And I did that. I was the first member, new member of her new administration. But along with being a member, I had to make the announcement. You're also looking at the proud pastor of Myers Chapel, Great Bend, Kansas, which is 122 miles one way from my parsonage. Well, you know how her officers reacted to that when they thought that they were going to get the benefit of two for the price of one. Uh, and for over five years, we went every Sunday that we were in town, those 125 miles one way. But since November, my members said that you're stressing out, Pastor. I thought I was preaching for blood, Brother Marcus. And one Sunday, they told me, came up to me and said, you're stressing out. You don't need to be coming up here every week. So I go twice a month, and now I'm with her twice a month. And and then going back to my first trade, and that was call directing. So I'm doing a little directing with her choir that she has a wonderful group of people. Uh, but we're glad to be here. We're glad to be here. We're glad for my son and daughter-in-law. Y'all know or heard of Aaron. He's also at the seminary. He, he he didn't tell me last year when we were celebrating her graduation 
uh, from the doctoral degree, I find out in September, we was here in May, he didn't say nothing. Find out in September, he matriculated to the seminary. So, of course, I got on the phone and said, man, what you going to seminary for? You going to go to preach? No, Dad, I ain't preaching. He's going to teach. He's going to teach. He's in the Ph.D. program. Is that it? Is that what you're in? Okay. Can I take this thing loose? Because I, 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 I can't take care of this around with me. Okay, okay. I, I, I just want to see. See, y'all, 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 I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your dad, your dad ain't never stayed in one place long to, long to do nothing. Then they're going to put me in prison. Yeah. yeah. Fred Small, the late Fred Small, cannot raise his hand without doing a two-step. So, so, so don't be putting me in no locking me up. I ain't no drummer. You don't need no plexiglass around me. <laughs> but we are glad to be here. Now, like I said, it's an honor to the pastor and first lady. Uh, congratulations. I saw a bulletin or, or, or program in the office, and it seemed like it was June 14th uh, last year. D- this year? Second year. Y'all ought to be glad that y'all got some young people that willing to sacrifice and leave. Everybody who's called to preach ain't called a pastor. So when you get one some that are called to preach and is also called to pastor, you need to say thank you. No shepherd, lost sheep. And so we're glad. That God has done a wonderful thing here. I was trying to figure out when the last time I was here. And I think it was in the early 80s I preached for the anniversary that year. And, uh, of course, I directed the choirs many times, but it's, this configuration wasn't exactly like this. I think you preached from up there, right there. We had the choir stand. We had to go around. You had banisters across here. But see, this is 21st century. I'm still living in the 18th century, but this is 21st century. This is 21st century. This is 21st century. Praise God. Well, let, let us let us let us pray. I, I'm I'm excited about preaching. Uh, I I like to preach. I preach at Bible study. I preach at auxiliary meetings. I preach at choir rehearsal. I preach at Dylan's grocery store every day. I preach, and I enjoy preaching. I get excited about the Lord. Praise God. Just think about what he's done for me. (laughs) I get excited about it. Praise his name. Let us pray. Father, we thank you again. Thank you for being in your service one more time. It's a privilege to be able to come into the house, hold a prayer. For we know that when we meet Jesus, everything changes. And we thank you, Lord, that you've allowed us to wake up one more day clothed in our right mind and have a, a, a measure of strength. Yes, we might have some discomfort, but we're still here. And you're not through with us yet. So we thank you. We thank you, oh God, that you've given us breath. That you've given us activity in our limbs. And we can come in and you've said that where you are, where you are, 
Ah, we are to praise you and to magnify and glorify your name. So have your way. We're here, O oh God, to magnify the name of God. Glorify Jesus. Edify the saints of God. And our greatest and major task is to horrify the devil. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get him out of here. You don't belong in this place. And we thank you. We heard the prayer request, Lord, and we pray that there's an encouraging word. For this is a time of deliverance. It's a time of change. Time of turning around. And look at things in a different perspective. So we thank you and we believe you for it and claim it in Jesus' name. And God's people say amen, amen. and amen. Praise his name. I'm not going to say anything that you haven't already heard before. If you've been coming to church, uh, this book hasn't changed. The bestseller, more, more soul of this book than any other books in the whole wide world. And every time you read scriptures, the Holy Spirit will give you fresh inspiration. So even though these are old, familiar scriptures to you and me, the Holy Spirit always has something new and fresh to say to us. Ain't nothing stale in God. Ain't nothing stale in God. Ain't nothing dead in God. And thank the Lord, as I can recall, uh, back in the years, we used to love to come to Marin City because... When you came here, it was unorthodox. Well, I can't spell unorthodox. I really don't know how to spell unorthodox. But I knew it was something different and there was some kind of excitement up in this hill. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all didn't have all this developed down here. See, I, when I used to come, when I used to come uh, way back, uh, I remember houses on stilts. I ain't never seen that before. The flatland down there and the, and the community center that the walls was leaning where Pastor Fred used to, used to place dominoes and whoop everybody in, the, in, the, in this village hood down here. Yeah, yeah. Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about, but that's... It just with... Just with yeah. And these youngsters, these youngsters, they say, well, you know, we 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 gonna follow in the footsteps. Well, footsteps. Pastor Fred could play ninety instruments <laughs> and sing. And as two brethren here got become closer to teenagers, I remember when he first started plucking on the guitar, and the guitar was bigger than him. Yeah, but could pluck it, could pluck it. Now, nah, right here, he jumped from the organ to this keyboard. If you all got synthesizer, he probably knows how to do that too. Well, God, God has been good, and we thank the Lord. Yeah. Let's let's see, see what God has to say, because I ain't gonna. Uh, I still cry a lot, so y'all, but they know why we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went twelve years without crying. And I mean, without not shedding that tear for 12 years. And when God got a hold of me and I came back to the church after going to Anderson College as a 
not a McDonald's all-star, but I was fairly good in sports, basketball and track and cross country. So I went fairly decent and made a slight reputation in Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, went in that school, been innocent, superstar athlete, and came out a superstar pimp. <laughs> and a Bible, and a Bible, hear this? And a Bible college that was ran and owned and operated by the Church of God. So just cause you go to a seminary, I mean seminary, just because you go doesn't mean you got anything. And if you don't have anything going in, you get messed up while you're there. Uh, so you better have it together. That's why this sister, that's what she's, that's what he's going to be. Be able to go back and teach because there's foolishness going on in many of our high places of learning. Well, let, 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 let's, let's talk about this because I'm, we've been, we've been, we've been stressed out for the last two and a half weeks. And during this presentation, you're going to see what I'm talking about. Psalms 46. Uh, I told you it's familiar, 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 familiar. Psalms 46. And then the New Testament will be 2 Corinthians, the 13th chapter and, uh, verse 8. B. Uh huh. This is what the Word of God says in the New Revised Standard Version. It say it's almost the same as in King James. God is. Why don't you say just God is? God is. God is. That's a proclamation. God is. Uh huh. God is our refuge and strength. He's a very present help. In trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its torment. But there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of the city, it shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. The nations are in an uproar. The kingdom totter. He utters his voice and the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. And the God of Jacob is our refuge. And then I'm going to just drop down to this 10th verse because it's powerful. Be still. And know that I am God. And in my Bible, it has an explanation mark behind it. Be still and know that I'm God. Uh huh. I'm exalted amongst the nations. I'm exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. And the God of Jacob is our refuge. Now, if you allow me to go, I, I, can, I can quote it. Y'all know it. It's been around for years and years and years. Second part of the eighth verse of Second Corinthians, the 12th chapter, simply says this. Simply says this. But my grace, my grace, my grace, my grace, is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in 
weakness. And if I was to give a theme, because we have been involved in some crazy things this past two weeks, the theme would be from tragedy to triumph. From tragedy to triumph. From tragedy to triumph. Monday, June the 15th, uh, approximately around 10, well, it was on the 10 o'clock news in Wichita. We didn't realize, because they didn't call a name, but there was an accident. One car accident that uh, went across five lanes, ran into the fence of the that surrounded or, or enclosed the football stadium in Wichita, rolled over and slid into another car that was parked in the parking lot, and the individual was pronounced dead at the scene. That was on the news Monday, June 15th. Then on Tuesday, the verification was that it was Sister Agnes, uh, Audrey rather, Coleman, one of our staunch members who sat always on the third pew in jubilation. If everybody else was quiet in church, because you understand AMEs, but, uh, all of us all of us not quiet, but, but, but she's loud. And so she made sure that 300 folks knew that she was in church. Uh, had a massive heart attack while she was driving. She'd already had quadruple bypass a few weeks before that. Left her doctor's office. Things were going right. Went to the pharmacy. And on her way home at 8.30, things happened to her. And she was Pastor Carita's good friend. I depended upon her being in that third pew when I preached or directed choirs because she would yell and holler. And if you don't want to praise the Lord, get out of my way. Yeah, you ain't going to stop me, but get out of my way. That was the kind of person she was. Then we had Bible study on Wednesday the 17th, and uh, Pastor Carita and I and the rest of the members that, of the Bible study was trying to get things together for the home going for Sister Hadri Coleman. And then I was home that night, and I liked to get in the recliner in her office because we have a converted bedroom that's an office. And she has all these computers and stuff, you know. But I have a recliner and a big TV. The TV was watching me because I had nodded off. And she runs in there and said, baby, turn on the TV. I said, it's on, but it's watching me. <laughs> and, 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 and it was a baseball game on. I think the Dodgers and the Giants. Somebody was playing that I liked, but I was so tired I was, I was nodding. She said, turn it to Channel 24. That's NBC. What is that? NBC. MS, MSNBC, the one that Al Sharpton's always on. And uh, they were showing the horrific uh, events that had occurred just minutes before. Charleston, Mother Emmanuel, nine folks lost. And. It touched us closely. First of all, just like in the Church of God, everybody in the AME Church that's, that's 
call a connectional church. Everybody's connected. So if you hurt, I hurt. Uh, yeah, if you're happy, I'm happy. If you're in trouble, I'm in trouble. So everybody's feeling the same pain. Mother Emanuel, I visited there in 1991, Charleston. It's a, it's a, it's a historical landmark. Tourists go by there. Uh, the tour buses stop there on a regular basis because it's, it's a landmark. And, 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 and here on this particular Wednesday, approximately around 6 o'clock, in the Amy Church they have what's called presiding elders, and, and presiding elders are like superintendents are in the Kojic Church where they supervise a number of church under them, and they, for the course of the year, they go by and make sure everything is going all right. So uh, they, they call them quarterly conferences. So they come by three times a year at your church. And, 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 and Pastor Pinckney had been at the State House uh, there in Columbia, which is about an hour and 20-minute drive from Columbia down to Charleston on the interstate. And he had left there to be at his church on time to with, be with the presiding elder and the quarterly conference, which means his membership that was available would come. It generally lasts about an hour and 15 minutes, an hour and a half, so around 7.30, uh, Everybody left except the 13 or 15 folks who was going to stay for Bible study. The faithful few. And come at 8 o'clock, and you know in Bible study, commentators ask them, what happens? What do you all do in Bible study? Well, it doesn't matter what denomination you happen to go to. But we do generally the same things on Wednesday nights or whenever we have Bible study. We have opening prayer. Uh, we, we study the scriptures. Then we give prayer requests. Then we sing. And then we get up and form a circle and pray for the prayer requests. All in about an hour and a half, hour and 20 minutes or so. And that's what they was doing. But a young man comes in. And, of course, look around and, and, and see how benevolent we are. Whomsoever will, let him come. We, we welcome anybody and everybody into our churches. We don't frisk nobody down. We don't check to see if, if something's wrong with you. If something's wrong with you, we feel that you're in the right place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We feel just the opposite. We, if, if something's wrong with you, you, you right here because prayer changes things. See, so you're in the right place. Ah. Uh, young man comes in. Greeted, asked for the pastor by name, sat next to him, and of course, an hour later, he did what he said I must do, even though people were pleading with him to quit shooting, including the young man who just graduated from Allen University, which is the AME College there in Columbia. Uh, he took a video of the Bible study because he was excited about the Bible study. You know, video camera, you watch cameras. And showed the young man that was a visitor there to church. And they tell me after he put about two or three clips, he did five five changes of clips into that gun. He was asking them to quit shooting, man, quit quit killing folk. And then he shot him. And of course, his mother, uh, who lived through this thing, covered up her son and her grandbaby to keep them from. That's tragedy. That's tragedy. And, and, and what made it so bad for us was that somebody got the word on Thursday morning that a descendant of the pastor that built the current Emmanuel resided in Wichita. Uh, she gets up every morning to get on the computer around 7 o'clock anyhow. But the phone started ringing and 
Next day, you said, babe, I got to go to the church. I want you to go to the church. I'm going to be interviewed by such and such and such. Go to the church interview. Called me back, said, at 4 o'clock, we had a prayer vigil. Uh, will you come up? And I said, okay, because I'm part of the ministerial group. She's part of several groups, Treasure One, very active in the city. And they had interviewed her. Pastor Corita here is the great-great-granddaughter of the 14th Bishop of the African Metropolitan Church, Richard Harvey Kane, who during Reconstruction period also was a congressman out of South Carolina, and he built the current church you see or saw on TV last a couple of weeks ago. Uh, in, 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 in 18, I think 18 to uh, 20, uh, they, they, they burned it down. Uh, they had to go underground to worship uh, because of the situation there. And then in 1862, they called uh, uh, great-great-grandfather. He was minding his own business, pastor the church in Brooklyn, New York, brought him down to South Carolina. Then everything became history, and he became 14th bishop, rebuilt this church that you see, and also went on to be involved in politics in the state house. Tragedies, tragedies, tragedies. And the question is asked quite often. Now, y'all, I'm not, I, 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 I'm not having a senior moment. I, I remember what the scriptures were. I'm, not, I'm really not having a senior moment. But the question is always, and this, this, I'm prefacing this before we get into what the word can say to us. The question always occurs to, especially people of color, is that why do bad things happen to good folk. Yeah, why do bad things happen to good folk? That's a good question. <laughs> but I'm reminded when somebody asks that or when I get angry seeing what's going on, when, when tears are going down my face and anger is building up in my spirit, uh, I, I remember what the scripture says. I once was young but now I'm old. Uh-huh. And since I'm old and I was, was young, uh, I also know that the God I serve uh, has never forsaken the righteous. And he makes sure there's food on your table when you need it. So that's a comforting statement. Uh, but you go back to this whole incident. In our family, personally, we started Monday the 17th or 15th of June all the way up to last weekend before we, when we left to come here, dealing with tragedy. While we were on the phone driving, because she got one of them fancy cars that when you, when, you, when you call on the cell phone, everything shuts down, but the voice you hear on the cell phone just comes on, just come on. CDs go off, everything goes It comes on, the voice. You can be 40,000 miles away, but the voice comes on, right? And as we was driving, she's coordinating a home-going service for our custodian who at 96 passed away, and we couldn't be there, and they had the home going on Friday of last week. She's coordinating that while we're driving down the freeway or the interstate coming, coming this way. Tragedies, tragedies. We know, we know death is going to come. We know each one of us are going to be laid to rest. Hard as iron. We know. But even though we know about death and getting ready for it, we still are never ready when it happens. 
Because when death comes, it stops everything. Everything. It doesn't matter what you're doing. When death comes, it stops. Child, I don't have to tell you time out, mommy. Time. No, no, it stops. Everything stops. So with all of these tragedies going on, I just stopped by here to tell you today, to encourage you, that God is. God is our refuge, a very present help in time of trouble. What is the psalmist here saying this morning? He's generally saying in, 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 in his summary, if I was to summarize the whole chapter, God is our protector and our helper. For you see, Psalm 46 is made up of three parts that expand on the theme established in the opening lines. God is our refuge, or God is our protector and our helper. What is that first thing? What is that first thing? Well, firstly, God's protection provides reassurance in a tumultuous world. In other words, this world is so crazy and shaky. Uh, it doesn't matter where you live. You have earthquakes uh, now in the Midwest. Uh, you, have, you have earthquakes in upstate New York. You have tornadoes in places never known before. Just, 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 it, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. We live in a crazy world. But when we realize that not only is he our protector, but he'll help us through whatever's going on. I don't care how bad your situation may be. All of us stand in the need of prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of us stand in the need of prayer. And, and as we stand in the need of prayer, we got to understand that the God we serve is greater than anything else. Don't you know you got something inside of you? That the world didn't give it to you and the world surely can't take it from you. The word of God said that Jesus inside of me is greater than anything and everything in the whole world. Uh, we should not be surprised. Yes, we was all in shock on June 17th. We were all in shock. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come in. Sit down. Enjoy the word of God, and then got nerve enough to say I almost was uh, well got cold feet, but but something compelled me to say I got to do it anyhow. And you don't legislate uh, one's behavior. You can pass all of the laws, rewrite the Constitution if you please. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you don't, you don't legislate how folks behave and think. The only thing that is going to change the climate in this country in which we live in is that you can, you don't need no heart transplant. You need a heart transformation. Because if your heart changes, for you know what's down here comes out up here. And what's up here is demonstrated in your behavior. I ain't no psychologist, but it's good sense. Your heart, your heart dictates what's going to happen and what you're going to do. And your mind, your mind is a filter. And, and it begins to talk and think within yourself. See, that's why, that's why we, were, we, were, we were built above uh, the beast of the field. 
and, and beloved angels. You know, we, 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 we in between there. See, angels are special messengers from God that are dispatched to each one. Did y'all know you had an individual angel that dispatched and ministered to you? God knows, and he knows all of our problems. But we as human beings are being used as instruments of change to make a difference in this world. That's why you and I are here. All of us have been called to ministry. Some of us are, I ain't been called. Yes, you have been called. Everybody's been called to ministry, but some of us do different things in the ministry. Everybody can't preach. Everybody can't pastor. Everybody cannot direct the choir. Everybody cannot play the instruments, but we're all called to ministry. From tragedy to triumph. I've got to tell y'all, I'm glad you asked me to do this. Uh, I've got to tell you. Tell your neighbor, uh, you, you was once the mess. Tell your neighbor. Turn to the other side and say, you was once, you was once a mess. See, 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 see. See, y'all got to realize, it's not just, it's not just about the Emmanuel 9, but it's about you and I looking at the mirror and seeing what we see. It, we were in, <laughs> we were so messed up that it was a tragedy. Our life was a play of tragedy. Yeah. But God somehow saw fit to extend his love and his mercy and his grace and he picked you and I up regardless of what our status was in life and whatever we was doing, he picked us up and turned us around. Now, that's triumph. That's triumph. You was in a tragic situation. Now, now you are winning this thing. So, God protects and provides reassurance in a wild world. Then God's presence, secondly, provides an immovable defense in a hostile world. Not only is the world messed up, hostility is everywhere. I believe, I agree with Martin Luther King all the way. He said we should not be judged by the, the color of our skin, but we should be judged by the content of our character. See, 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 see. It's some African American folks I don't want to be around. Uh-huh. There's some European folks I don't want to be around. There's some Spanish-speaking folks I don't want to be around. There's some Asian folks that I don't want to be around. Now I understand very clearly that I'm 39, uh, uh, celebrating the 36th anniversary of my 39th birthday. Uh, and if you been have arithmetic, you know how old I am now. Uh, but when I, was, when I was younger, my dad used to always say, Brother Frank, he used to raise offerings uh, all over the country for the Church of God. He had a gift to lifting money, West Middle Area Place. And, and, and everybody thought he was a preacher, but I had two uncles that were preachers, but... My dad was a Sunday school teacher, and he knew the Word of God, and he was an offering taker for West Middlesex and Anderson and all the rest of the places that needed funds. They would call and bring him in because God used him. Uh-huh. And he used to tell me, now I understand it clearly. He said, Sonny, that was my nickname, Sonny, it's just good to be nice. He said, it's nice to be nice. Yeah, it's nice to be nice. Uh, I'm so nice about that. 
that I ain't going to pass you without speaking to you. We run and run over folks in the mall and just ignore. They human just like I'm human. We need to respect humanity. That's why the world is in a tragic situation, is that love has everything to do with it. And if you know Jesus like I know Jesus, if you met him like I've met him, everything has changed because when you meet Jesus, nothing remains the same. So, this hostility comes and, and you got to deal with it. And Psalms 46 talks about all that takes place, everything that goes through. But then... What he does, he takes us through this, understanding that we are in trouble. But he says, he protects you. He's, in, he's omnipresent with you. But he provides for you. And when we look at the provision, <laughs> it says here, and, 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 and I used to hear Pastor Small say it, you know, it's just good common sense to praise the Lord and thank the Lord for what he's done. It's just good common sense. You don't have to, it's not rocket science. It's just good common sense to just thank God and praise him. It's just, just good common sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ain't nothing unique about that. If somebody gives you their life, you ought to be saying thank you. So, I'm trying, I'm trying to get through this thing to the end. So what happens is that thirdly, God's peace deserves worship and praise throughout the world. In other words, we're only here because of the mercy and the grace and the loving kindness that God has demonstrated through his son. You're not here because you're so sharp. You're not here because you're so smart. You're not here because <laughs> you just think you all of that and a bag of chips. You ain't that. I got this handle behind my name and that handle before my name. Yeah, I am the Reverend Doctor. Now, now, don't stop there. Give your whole name and then behind it you say B-S-M-A-M-A-D-M-A-D-M-A-D-M-A-D-M-A-D-M-A-D-M-A-D-M-A-D-M-A-D-M-A-D-M-A-D-M-A-D-M-A-D-M-A-D-M-A-D-M-
United States for over 50 years. He used to fly every now and then to Britain because he had family in London, and he was from the Cayman Islands or some kind of island down there. In other words, you don't mess with him because he put voodoo and hoodoo on you. So, <laughs> and when he, when he married our friend, and we was a witness to their wedding, we told him, man, if you get mad, don't put no voodoo on this girl. Just leave. Still has accent. He has accent, strong accent and all. I don't know how he preached to us, but he, he sure had an accident. But Heck used to get up and says, I really don't have no problems with people being stupid. I really don't have no problems with stupidity. But the problem I have is when those folks are stupid and doing stupid stuff and become proud of it, I have problems with that. So we stupid. And we do stupid things. But please don't be proud of it. Because you're, you're, you're caught, what we're called as, you're stuck in Stupidville. Yeah, you're stuck in Stupidville. If you're proud of being stupid. So, as I move through this, get through with it. <laughs> yeah, I get tickled too when I hear him say that. And he would get up and say it at our annual conference and be... Uh, 800 to 1,200 people in the ballroom. And he'd get up and say, Bishop, Bishop, I got, can I say something? Do I, can, I say, can I say something? He's a good tight friend of the bishop. Can I say something? And he'd get up and say, y'all, y'all, I, I just got something to tell you. Just to remind you, if you're stupid, don't be proud of it. <laughs> well, that's the kind of world we live in. So at the end of this, 46, Psalms 46, it talks about a river. The river and its streams that bring joy to the city. And it alludes to real stuff now. It's just, this, is real, this is history here. It alludes to the tunnels that King Hezekiah built to guarantee continuous water flow and supply for Jerusalem in time of war. The tunnel carried water from the, from the uh, Gihon Spring outside the city to a cistern inside the walls. So when, uh, uh, when, 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 when you got these folks invading you, you need to have some substance to hold out. Not just bullets you, you need to have something to keep you alive. So this water was a, was a blessing. Uh, and, and, and it made the whole city glad. That's why we ought to be rejoicing. Because the flow of water that springs up in our soul ought to make us happy and say, I'm glad. I'm glad about it, y'all. You don't say glad for me. I say glad for myself. I'm glad about it. So you see, God who makes his people glad through his continuous presence, his protection flows like a river that never stops. What have I been saying? I'm not going to give you a test because you'll probably say, well, you sounded good. You made us laugh, but we don't know what you said. It was just good, just good, just good. I remember Mother of the Church many years ago. I thought that you had <gasps> all that for 45 minutes. And, and uh, I was preaching for blood as a young man. I was in my early 30s then. And the mother met me at the door of the church. said, son, you really preached. You really preached. 
I said, thank you, Mom. Pray for me. Keep me in your prayers. Oh, you really preach? Oh, was I so happy. I said, well, it's a good thing, Mother. But could you tell me what I preached about? I don't know what you preached about, but it sure sounded good. So I, it changed my preaching style. It ain't just, uh, 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 going. If you ain't saying nothing, you stuck in Stupidville. So what I want to leave with you is he's present. God is our referee, very present help in time of trouble. He's everywhere we are. Secondly, he provides. Ask anything in my name and it shall be given unto thee. Then the third thing, he protects. And, and, and I can't help every time I get in, a, uh, have my back to the wall because God got your back. But when you get backed up, you better understand that God is your shepherd. I shall not want. Uh-huh. Uh, and you go on through that, and when you get there, down in the serious part of it, he says something about, Lo, that I go through the shadow of death. I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod, thy staff is comforting me. Prayer the table in the presence of my enemies. You get, it gets serious, doesn't it? It gets real serious. When you're in trouble, you got to realize that God is still uh, your shepherd. And if we don't understand that what God is, uh, uh, then, then, then let's talk about Jesus for a minute as I begin to close. All you got to do is understand that here was a dude that had some homeboys following him for, 30, uh, for three years. And he was 33 in a few months when they hung him. Uh, the real first official lynching uh, in, 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 our, in, our, in our history that we know about. When you hang on a tree, that's a lynching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and when you are not hung by the neck where you can die just like that, but put on a tree and put, put planks and staples in your hands and your feet uh, and, and, and put thorns of, uh, on your forehead. And, then, and they laid the thing down and got it laid down and you stretched out. And when they picked the, uh, picked the tree up, then they pounded it in the ground like, a, like somebody with a jackhammer. That's what Jesus experienced. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what Jesus and, and the thing about it was, they thought that they had won. Uh, isn't it amazing how the devil thinks that he got control over you? But when you have problems, uh, the first thing you need to do is say, thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. Thank you, Jesus, for making me whole. Thank you, Jesus, for giving to me thy great salvation so full and free. Go back to Sunday school and learn some old Sunday school courses. See, we need to thank God that he hung on the tree. But God, we talk about tragedy. You and I was a tragedy. What happened June 15th? Tragedy. What happened June 17th? Tragedy. And Brother Price, who passed away, on Friday morning, after that, 19th, tragedy. He's 96 years old. He'd been the janitor for over 50 years at, at my wife's church. And he would come when nobody else could get in the parking lot because of snow and call us and say, don't come because you can't get in. But how did you get in in 96? Just drive his car right on up into the <laughs> And 
when he got out of the hospital for the first time about six, seven months ago, got out of the hospital, and, and, and the person picked him up, was taking him home. He said, no, take me by my church first. Because he wanted to make sure not only was it still up, but it was clean and neat and ready for whoever needed to come. Uh-huh. Sounds like he had a little Jesus in him. But the Jesus, we know he hung. And he died. Graveyard dead. Yeah, died. Graveyard dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They thought that they had won. The young man who did the horrific act at Mother Emmanuel thought he had accomplished something. Just look around us. We ain't, we ain't going to have no race war. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. We ain't going to have no upheaval in the streets. We ain't going to burn down no buildings. We ain't going to turn over no cars. No, we're going to keep on having church. Yeah, we're going to keep on having a Bible study. We're going to keep on having choir rehearsal. We're going to keep on praising the Lord. Yeah, yeah. The devil who means evil to all of us, God turns it around and makes good out of evil. God makes a way out of no way. When you think you can't make it, he still gets you over. So, let me, I'm trying to finish this thing. I'm trying to finish this thing. Because I'm a storyteller and I get caught up in my own stories. Jesus dies. But you know, some of us get amnesia. There's two kind of amnesias. There's two kind of amnesias. One amnesia is when you're having a senior moment like I have. And I forget, we got three, we got, we got, we got a landing, we three level house, and, and from the top where we, where our master bedroom is, there's ten, uh, six steps landing, six steps, now you're on the street level, then you go, same thing, on down to the third level. Well, I, I, I got now so tired of walking up and down the steps and forgetting where I'm going in the house. And because I used to play ball, my right knee is bone on bone. So I got to pull myself up by the banister to go up and I got to hold myself to keep from going over on my face. And, 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 and I, I used to have those senior moments. Now I've gotten a little more intelligent about it. See, again, stuck in Stupidville. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I now go only to the landing when I have a senior moment and I stand at the landing and say, where am I going and what am I going for? It gets better than that. I go to supermarket every day that we're in town. Uh, and I don't buy, I spend about $8, $10. She rashes out a $20 bill for me for a week. And I have changed the end of the week with the $20 that she rashes out to me, right? So so, so I, I go to them. They see me. Reverend, how you doing today? I go to get my newspaper and get one item here and one item there. And I ain't never paying for the logos. I ain't paying for the name brands. I'm getting the manager specials. Oh, that's how I can get that $20 change at the end of the week. And I'll be standing in the intersection, major intersection. Hey, Rev, how you doing today? I'm doing all right. Are you finding everything you need? I said, no. What you need? I don't know. <laughs> why are you here? I'm trying to think why I came to the store. That's why I'm in the middle of the... Stuck in Stupidville. I should have wrote a note to myself and went to the store. Jesus 
was dead. Was dead. And we thought we had lost. The brothers scattered. But down at the foot of the cross, there was a couple of sisters and the beloved disciple John. And when he said it's finished, I now commend my spirit into the hands of my father. It's over with. Sisters tried to get him ready for the barred grave site. But six o'clock hit. And so Mary Magdalene and other Mary, they, they had to quit. Because you know, you know how morticians do. They dress you up to find a prep before we can see you horizontally. They, they wanted, they wanted their, their Jesus to look good and to smell good. So they had, But at 6 o'clock on Friday, you had to shut down because that was the Sabbath. And you couldn't do nothing else until Saturday evening. Okay? So, so them, sisters, them sisters were bewildered, but they knew the Jewish law. And so they waited. They went early Sunday morning. Early Sunday morning. And they went in there and they didn't see nothing but some grave clothes folded neatly on the slab. They began to be kind of, you know, kind of, you know, stuck on stupid bill. <laughs> Am I seeing what I really see? He ain't here. Uh, they began to moan and groan. You know, you got to understand uh, what women do in, 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 in other cultures. They, 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 they wail. They wail. They wail. I can see them. I can see them doing that. And a voice from heaven says, Sisters, why are you looking for the, <laughs> the living amongst the dead? I'm stuck in Stupidville. But then I hear this voice says, Why are you looking for the living amongst the dead? Now I've gone from the tragic situation in which I was in to a position of triumph. I'm winning after all. And then when you, when you find out that He's not there any longer. And for 40 days he appeared uh, until he actually ascended into heaven. And, of course, we know what Acts 2, uh, 1 through 10 does. Something fresh and new happens to us. Well, this triumph thing means a bunch to all of us. Emmanuel 9, 1 after all. They would only be with God, even though it might have been premature. But they went on to be with God. And now all of us in this whole country are affected by what happened on Wednesday evening, June the 17th. We are beneficiaries of what is going to take place in this country that will change the landscape all over the place because of what took place. So I got news for you. We winning. We winning. We winning. We winning. We winning. We winning. And when I understand, I heard the prayer request, whatever you gave, believe it and receive it. You might feel so down and out that you think you're looking or being a part of a tragic plague. But I'm here to let you know this morning that the God you and I serve can do more than you even think or ask. And if you ask, he will not turn a deaf ear to you. 
but he will come your way and deal with your needs. God is no particular. Uh, 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 he, he, he's not. He, he's not uh, particular about who he blesses. We are all being created by God, and since we are His creation, He takes special time with you and I that need help. This morning, there's some folks need help. That's why the prayer request. You in the book, but all of us stand in the need of prayer. And, and when we think of that, the only way that you can change is to accept and believe that prayer will change things. For the scripture says, the fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. In other words, when you serious about this thing, God is going to lend his ear and hear what you got to say. Other thing is that I just reminisce over my life and what I've experienced. And I just think of my friend, Brother Winans. I walk around the house quite often just reminiscing of the goodness of God. And I just think about this little chorus. I feel like going on. I feel like going on. Though trials come on every hand. I feel like going home. Oh, I feel like going home. Do you feel like going on this morning? I feel like going home. Though trials come on every hand, I feel like gold. As I invite those who want special prayer, I want to clue with this promise. Jesus through Paul, talked about a bunch of stuff. Because you know Paul was was a rank sinner. He, he had papers to annihilate and execute the Christians. But God met him on the dusty road and his life was changed. That's where we get slain in the spirit from. Because Paul, Saul had to be slain in the spirit to become Paul. That's where we get it from. It ain't no Pentecostal thing. It's a biblical thing. Slain in the spirit. Paul was then became the most prolific writer. This side of heaven. And he said that no matter what you're going through, there will never be any temptation. There will never be any stress or strain. There will never be any problem. 
that you go through and experience. That will be strong enough to separate you. I'm mixing two scriptures. I'm mixing 2 Corinthians and I'm mixing Romans 8 for you Bible scholars. No temptation. Nothing's going to be so heavy on your shoulders that you cannot overcome it. And it doesn't just say you can experience it and do it, but he closes that, Jesus, by saying that I will find a way of escape for you. Oh, that's in Second Corinthians. Now, now, now go back to Romans 8 chapter, and he says that there's nothing impossible for, for God. If God be for you, who, huh? All right, can be against you. Then he goes on down and said, nothing, 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 nothing shall separate me from the love of God. That's why my grace is sufficient unto thee. That's why God knows that if we understand grace, we will love folk. Because what God gave us, we don't deserve it. You can't purchase it. You don't deserve it. But he gives it free of charge. And the only requirement is to say, yes, Lord, come into my life. Yes, Lord, I will do. And be about the business of the Father who art in heaven. Then he says, nothing can separate me. Life or death. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Good or bad. Storms or super quietness. Uh Uh-huh. With or depth. None of that stuff. Hating on one another versus loving everybody. Doesn't matter. But nothing can separate me from the love of God. Because He is my keeper. And we got to understand the blood still works. The blood still works. The blood still works. The blood still works. I want to sit down, but I'm just looking because the Holy Spirit is saying something. We pray the blood against cancer. So I'm going to pray for my buddy over here who just, a lot of folks won't even get up in public and say, this is what I've been diagnosed with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not only to stand up and say that, but to ask for prayer because, you know, we go through that denial period, we go through the panic party thing, pity, pity, pity pat and all that, and, and want, don't want to communicate with nobody, feeling sorry for ourselves and blah, blah, blah. But see, this brother ain't like that. He know Jesus. He know Jesus. He know Jesus. That makes a difference because he's going to get through this. He's going to get through this. So we're going to pray for him. Some of y'all have problems with your faith. Yeah, 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 yeah. You ain't able to move the way you want to move. Because, see, you got to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. You can't do it in self. The devil will wipe you out, clip your wings, chop off your legs at the knees. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you got to have faith. Uh huh. Something that the world can't understand how you make it. How can I be in the midst of a massacre and then two days later on TV in a courtroom to say I hurt all over, my body aches, but I forgive you. You took away my hero. 
took away my mother, 15-year-old daughter. Her mama was a minister. She's a specialist in reading. Worked at the local high school. Girls track coach. Three kids and a 15-year-old daughter was interviewed. They want to know about her mama. What you going to do now about your mama? Give us the first, the, the lasting impression of your mama. This 15-year-old daughter, not crying, not crying at all, that, that wasn't flinching, said, look, I can tell you one thing that my mama would say if she was living right now. She would say, everybody deserves a second chance. I don't know about y'all, but I don't have problems. That is deep. Everybody deserves a second chance. Well, you're looking at a person that had more than two chances, three chances, five chances. Now, yeah, I was stuck in Stupidville. But you got to get out of Stupidville. And the only way you're going to get out of it is for prayer, deliverance. Get your behind up from out of there. So, I want to pray. Holy Spirit, don't look at me crazy now. I, I, I don't have no voodoo, magic, nothing like that. But when the Holy Spirit begins to identify folk to me, my spirit, not your spirit, my spirit, I got to do what the Holy Spirit says do. Y'all just pray. Y'all just pray. Sister girl, yeah, yeah, you come up here. Now, y'all know I don't know, I don't know nobody up in here anymore. I just know three Three people. Four people. Uh-huh. Your pastor ain't said nothing to me. I ain't read no editorials. Uh-huh. Ain't no gospel. I ain't heard no sidewalk talk. But the devil's on your case. Y'all hear me? Besides speaking in heavenly language, the other gift that God has given me is the gift of the word of knowledge. And that's something that Holy Spirit gives you that nobody else can tell you. Sister girl has been hurting all morning long. Pastor, come on, stand next to her. Stand, stand next to her. I didn't hear the prayer request. I didn't at least turn around and see who was giving prayer requests. But I, I just want to let you know that weeping only endures. But joy comes in the morning. We rebuke the enemy who's trying not only to take away her joy, because Scripture said we ought to know Jesus enough that we have joy unspeakable and full of glory. But along with trying to take away a joy, he's trying to take away a peace that passes all understanding. But we rebuke the name of the devil and his army of imps. We plead the blood on this vessel. I, 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 I'm not going to do no Pacifics. I'm not, I'm not going to do no guesses. But I, I can, I, I, in my spirit, I imagine that there's some fear build up because of some uncertainty. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, she, she, 
if she hadn't been here today, she'd be going through a, a pity party about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was here in the household of prayer. And this is where she needs to be. We ain't going to let the devil win nothing. So we want you to extend your hands to our sister here. And if anybody want to come up and touch her, that's all right. 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 All of us are being used of instruments of God. Just lift your hands, baby. Just lift your hands. See, when we surrender all, in spite of what we're going through, that is demonstrating to God that I have belief that everything is going to be all right. And we believe it right now. Father in heaven, ah, our sister is precious in your eyesight. She loves you in her heart. But there are pressures that are surrounding her that's causing her to wilt somewhat. But she's built like a palm tree. Where in the midst of the storm, it won't break, just simply bend because of the foundation in which it's in. So we pray for our sister. Touch her spirit in the name of Jesus. That that she has to go through, just remind her to be of good cheer. For he's already overcome the world. And she too is victorious. We thank you. Bless her in the name of Jesus. May this experience be a learning experience to make her more better for thee. So she can say, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Bless you, baby. Thank God. 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 I'll pray for her. I still feel it. I just still. But she's going through serious stuff now. I, I, it ain't Mickey Mouse stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know who you sit next to in church, sharing the hymn books or, or, or holding hands with. You don't know what I know and what I've been through. Praise God. There was somebody that said, pray for my family during the prayer request. Who was that? It was somebody back here. Right here. Right here. In the purple? In the purple? Yeah, somebody said, just in my, my whole family. My whole family. Okay, okay, right there. All right. Just stand where you are. Just stand where you are. And, uh, is that all? Is that all right here? Yeah. Pastor Karina, would you? Oh, you got, you got, she got a small one. All right. All right, that's it. <laughs> and somebody else over here? Just stand where you are. Oh, okay. Just anoint her. Okay. Because there's a threat against the family structure in this country. 
There is a direct threat. It's called domestic terrorism. Yeah, against the family. Oh my God, we need maybe you got a lot to lot to anoint. You got a lot to anoint. Yeah, my God, that's anoint. Uh, go on, get get this other side, man. We'll be here for another two hours. Where she, my 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 wife is got a quite a successful ministry. And one of the gifts that she has, she has many gifts. One of the gifts she has is the gift of healing. I mean, divine healing. You know, in Church of God, old old, old time Church of God, where folks would fast and 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 for thirty days, and you'd be in a coma, and on the thirty first day you come out of the coma because the saints, huh? Pray twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you come out still clothed in your right mind. Well, we know what it means. So, we're going to pray about this family thing. This family thing. Don't let the devil get up in your family business and wreck your family. Don't let him do that. Praise the name of the Lord. We're going to pray. Everybody's been anointed? Everybody's been anointed? All right. Praise God. He's anointed all these right here. He's he's anointed everybody over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to pray. Touch the person next to you, whatever you. We know that God, God wants to do a wonderful thing here. Father, we thank you right now. We thank you for these who represent the family structure. And we know, God, that the enemy is trying to break up the family. Husband and wives dividing and brothers and sisters hating. Nieces and nephews fussing. Everybody messed up because of the devil. But in spite of what's going on, we, 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 we plead the blood over the family structure. Straighten out the mess. May we become the best. And we claim it. We claim it. From the crown of our head to the soles of our feet. We claim it. We claim it in Jesus' name.